Hi, this is Jerry Janda with SAP's Community and Influencers team, and I'm back with another episode of the SAP Community Report podcast to do another spotlight interview with an SAP champion. And I am joined with, uh, by an SAP champion today who also happens to be a colleague, an SAP employee, uh, Andrew Lundy. So, Andrew, thank you so much for joining me today. Hey, Jerry. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, and we're also in the same time zone, which for SAP is kind of a, uh, not always a, a given, right? Not necessarily, no, not at all, not at all, though that's convenient. It was like, you know, it's it's a it's a nice Friday afternoon. Nobody's had to get up early or work too late, so this works out nicely. So uh, how long have you been an SAP employee, Andrew? Well, I technically joined in December of 11, but I just counted as uh, from 12, oh, 2012, so I guess uh, we're coming up on eight full years now so it's been i'm not quite a uh, an old timer yet i i don't i don't consider myself an old timer with yeah. sap at this at this point <laughs> yeah i mean i've been with the company about 18 years or so and i don't even feel like an old timer sometimes when i've talked to people who are like here 20 25 years you know it's not uncommon but uh prior to sap what was it that you were doing so prior to SAP, I, I ran my own consultancy for, for about 14 years. Uh, I, uh, and prior to that, I, was, uh, I, was due, I worked for a small startup company. I was like the original programmer. Uh, within a couple of years, I was the fourth most senior employee of anyone. <laughs> and that little company grew through the uh, dot-com bubble to be about 300 people after some acquisitions and and uh and various uh investment kind of the whole ipo thing happened and i kind of rode that a bit uh but then got a little uh got a little anxious and decided i had always wanted to run my own business if i wasn't going to do it then i just probably would never do it so i decided to branch out do a little uh get a little consultancy going uh, initially just by myself. I tried to grow it, but it ended up just being by myself for the most part for 14 years, initially doing a lot of uh, like contract network admin stuff. I had been a programmer from before and uh, I kind of found that network admin stuff is rather thankless in terms of, you know, n nobody loves you when you're a network admin. Uh, <laughs> it's not like, Hey, you know, Andrew, great, great job. The, the backup job completed properly. It's like, no, it's like, you're always on the bad list. You know, the mail server's down, the web server's down. Oh my God. It's like, and, and how many times have you like, you know, everybody's at the lake over the, over the three day holiday weekend. And, and your boss is like, Hey, you know, uh, you can, uh, that would be a great time to upgrade the exchange server just in case something goes wrong. You'll have three days to get it figured out. And uh, if you need us, we're at the beach, right? So, uh, doesn't sound fun got, at all. Yeah, it sounds exactly. fun at all. So, I was like, you know, I, I think I'm going to get back into development again. So, I did just picked up more and more development work. And then as mobile kind of came on, I, I thought that was interesting kind of field to kind of focus on. It was, it was at a time when it was an emerging thing. The app store was just getting rolling. So I did that for several years in the early days. And then um, towards the end of that, I was, uh, I did a long contract with the weather channel doing Java, their Java app. Oh, wow. Uh, 
and uh, did that for about a year and worked with a really nice team. And it's like, you know, it's kind of nice to work with a team again, not be just a lone wolf any, you know, all by yeah. myself trying to scare up work. So I kind of mentally shifted into this state where I was going to say, you know, time to maybe go work for someone again. And this is a nice company. I like the folks. So, well, there was some things kind of due to some disclosure of a little pet project that I wanted to kind of keep going while I worked there. I, um, I ended up, uh, so yeah, after I, uh, kind of, uh, told them about this little pet project, I ended up, uh, they, they decided that no, they didn't want to have this conflict kind of hanging over them. So they said, thanks, but no thanks. And then I was like, well, man, I'm, now I'm kind of in the mindset of working for a company. What am I going to do? Uh, so I, a friend just kind of tipped me off to an SAP opportunity. And at the time I, I couldn't even spell SAP. So I just thought, what the heck, let's go chat with these folks. And one thing led to another. And I was uh, working with the, a pre-sales mobile development team, ran with that team for about three years. And then uh, due to some, some situations that kind of shuffled things around as so happens at times with SAP. I moved to a position with the startup focus program, which was um, trying to help startups embrace SAP HANA in their solution, as well as eventually moving on to cloud platform technologies. But it was really nice because for me, I had been working on my own and with small companies already. So it was a natural fit, even within SAP, to be working with startups. Did that for quite a few years, well, several years. And then um, then we had uh, a few years ago, a big consolidation of our partner program and kind of brought a lot of the partner teams that had been part of various acquisitions that we had made and stuff into one under one roof called partner edge. And now I am more focused on working with strategic partners. These tend to be the bigger consultancies like Deloitte and Accenture and Pricewaterhouse and, and those types. You know, their loss, our gain, and you may not be able to spell SAP, but you know how to pronounce it. You didn't say SAP, which is I think half the battle most of the time when I'm talking to people about the company, right? Yeah. So, so um, at what point in time did you become a member, an SAP community member? Did it so even way back when you were not with the company? Were you were you involved in the community or whatever it was called back then, whether it was SDN or SCN? Right. So I'd have to say it kind of started back when well when I kind of came on board. We, you know, being on my own so for so long, I was uh, I was kind of pleasantly. Uh, surprised that the SAP had this nice developer conference every year. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. And uh, this was a great opportunity to kind of network with other people outside my team. Uh, One thing I didn't mention was that uh, since I started with working with the partner team, uh, we're, we're a remotely scattered team. So it's not like I'm going into the office every day and kind of sitting shoulder to shoulder with my uh, colleagues like I was initially. Yeah. Um, So that's always such a great opportunity to like, meet face to face, you know, talk more casually. And I always, um, I, I always enjoyed those opportunities to kind of meet the people. And um, so some of the, some of these people back, even back then were like uh, Thomas Young, right. Craig Schmel, and, and I would see them and get to know them. And I also was 
very interested to participate in uh, an event that uh, was um, put on every year called the InnoJam, which was a kind of a preliminary event that mm -hmm. uh, allowed for a bit of a co-jam, sort of, um, you know, get your hands on the technology really quickly and and try to come up with something in a very short time period. So that was that was nice to do as well. And then, um, but that also gave me a great opportunity to kind of uh, get to know like a lot of the key personalities within the company. And then in subsequent years, I started volunteering. I'm like, hey, can I help? Can I help with the code jam? Can I help put on things? Um, I also then subsequently helped kind of uh, write some some of the tooling for, for Python support early in the HANA side of things. And then wrote actually a workshop to our workshop for tech ed a couple of years ago. And then that kind of turned into other opportunities for me. So um, a few years ago, I was at a tech ed in Vegas and I was going down one escalator and Craig Schmiel was coming up the other escalator. If you're familiar with tech ed, you'll know what I mean. Sure. That the escalators kind of have this point in the middle where you can kind of see your colleagues on the other side. And, and he said, I'm like, hey, Craig, what's going on? He's like, hey, Andrew, it's like, you know, we just started this program called the SAP ambassadors and uh, I think you'd be great for it. So I'm like, I've caught up with him later and he explained that they wanted to do something that was more like a speaker's bureau, right? Mm -hmm. Where they wanted to have people that could talk intelligently on a topic to non SAP um, audiences. So I got involved with that and did put on a, well, one, I spoke at the uh, Cloud Foundry Summit a couple of springs ago in Philadelphia. And, um, and then that, that opportunity kind of grew and merged as the program grew um, to become, well, in a way shut down, but then it kind of re, uh, was reborn as the champions. So I've been involved kind of from the beginning of the champions, but then <laughs> the mentor thing, I didn't really latch on to. Um, I kind of came in a little bit after that was kind of winding down a little bit. So, yeah. Yeah. Now so it's it, kind of different, right? So exactly, exactly. So I feel like, uh, maybe I need to give a little bit of background for anyone who's not quite familiar with all the different influencer <laughs> programs, but the technology ambassadors program that, uh, Andrew had just mentioned, that was something that we had put together for SAP employees where we who were knowledgeable and experts. And as he described it as a speaker's bureau, I think is probably a good way of looking at it. Um, but that program eventually did get combined into or morphed and became merged into the champions. And I think it's a, a good segue maybe to talk a little bit about some of the work you're doing as an SAP champion. You know, oftentimes when I describe the SAP champions, I talk about them as being role models within the community. And when people think about the community, well, Often they might think of it as community.sap.com, which is the platform where people can blog and they can answer questions, ask questions, that sort of thing. But we really think of community as everywhere and anywhere. And I think everything you just described really speaks to that point in that things like events that you were helping drive and volunteering at and, and those types of activities are very much very much of a focus of the community as well and very much important especially nowadays you know we can't really be in person so a lot of the stuff is going yeah. virtual and the champions are very much involved in that and it's all about learning it's all about sharing and i maybe this would be a good opportunity for you to speak a little bit about 
some of the work you're doing, well, not as a champion, but some of the stuff that I think you're doing that really falls under the umbrella of what is great about the champions program. Uh, some of the coding work you're doing around and, and some of the stuff that you're making available to people. Sure. Sure. So, um, uh, although it's not everyone's path to championshipness, I guess it's his <laughs> word. Uh, it is um, now. <laughs> one of the, one of the things that I, uh, that I, uh, recently completed, um, that I was uh, uh, kind of uh, invited into or, or to participate in was a, a recent fellowship where I was actually doing six months kind of part-time fellowship with the, uh, the uh, development team. And part of that development team is kind of the developer advocates sort of sub team. So this is all within the context of, and I'm sorry if I'm getting a little internal org uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of uh, geeky here, but uh, no, that's okay. it's, it's part of the part of the, uh, the 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 broader development support team that is under Thomas Grassel. So um, it was really a great opportunity meet for me because I I work with um, you know I work with partners directly, so I'm hearing what what they're hearing in terms of and complaining about in terms of you know what they don't like or what's cumbersome or what's confusing. Um, about getting something rolling with the technology, you know, and a lot of times it's just finding the right piece of information or, or a good example that kind of fits into the mold of what they're trying to accomplish. But when I went and did this fellowship um, with the uh, developer advocates team, mm -hmm. uh, I really, I worked on, you know, I had been doing some blog posting and stuff before, but more blog posting, more understanding what's, what's involved with the community, um, in terms of how it's organized, how we kind of position it with um, how we communicate to our developer organization. And um, code samples is a big part of that. And I'm a big advocate of those. I, I, I never did actually do any uh, tutorial development, but the code sample side, uh, I put together several different projects and got those published. Uh, and that's that's a bit of a, a chore if you've not done it before. But I, I do recommend that people not be intimidated by the open source process at, at SAP. It's just it's there for reasons and <laughs> and we know why. So um, but I put together uh, a lot of folks. The partners are starting to come to me and say, hey, there's this new emerging sort of methodology called CAP. We want to start adopting it, but we want to have a multi-tenant application as well. That's what you guys are kind of rec recommending in terms of the best way to leverage, you know, a a partner effort to be resold uh, to other to other customers, and that really didn't exist as a as a full-fledged example. There are bits and pieces of things laying around, so I thought, you know, this is a good example for me to kind of get get going and put, pull this all together. I know why they need this. And then I, uh, so I put together a, um, a little uh, code sample to illustrate it. Uh, then, you know, unfortunately there's a few caveats that are easy to get tripped up on. So it's not, there's nothing like having something that's working to start with. Cause then when, when you then start tweaking it and it breaks, you know, well, it's probably something I did wrong, as opposed to trying to paw your way through the you know, documentation and cutting and pasting snips of things that probably aren't really related. Uh, and the goal is to kind of reduce that initial frustration. So, um, and it will link it to this uh, episode, but that, uh, that code sample for CAP multi-tenancy and then an accompanying blog that kind of lays out some of the 
thought process and planning and understanding that kind of goes into making best use of that example. That's a perfect sort of, uh, you know, way of, of contributing back to the community. Is it a champions thing? You know, maybe, maybe not, but it's always, these kind of things always build on themselves, right? So a good reference I've already had additional partners come to me saying, hey, I saw your blog, you're posting, and these are the same concerns I have. So in a way, we've already had the discussion without actually having had it yet, um, because I know that they've kind of absorbed a certain common framework of what I was explaining. So, um, you know, I know that there's other efforts. This is just kind of the way that I tend to gravitate towards participating as a champion. Other people might like going after questions and answering them and making sure that, uh, you know, people get good responsiveness. Um, uh, other folks like to speak and do, you know, uh, streaming uh, shows mm -hmm. or, or to talk at events. I I'm, I'm happy to do any of it, but, you know, I think we all have to kind of find where, where we have a most comfortable fit. And also in a way we have to kind of leverage what we do as our day job, quote unquote. Sure. Know, absolutely. Uh, as well. So. Well, I, yeah, and I, I think it's important to note that we have nearly 50 people in the Champions program, mm -hmm. and they all bring different talents and, and, and different backgrounds to the table. And that's what I think is great about the program, great about the Champions. If Some of them will do blog posts, some of them will answer questions, some will organize events, and other people will do stuff like you're doing, which mm -hmm. I would definitely say is Champion-type activity. It really comes down to being a role model and uh, just contributing to the community again remembering that the community is not just community.sap.com community is everywhere and anywhere and it's things like events which as i already noted aren't quite what they used to be but those certainly fall under the umbrella as well and then this type of activity this type of sharing so maybe this would be a, a good opportunity for me to ask you then uh we did cover a lot of ground and we did talk about the different types of things that uh, champions can do also the types of things that members can do um if somebody's new to sap community and are not entirely sure where to start or what to do what sort of advice would you give to someone who wants to get involved but doesn't really know where to make that or take that first step well it can be a bit daunting i admit i mean there's, there's, as we kind of been talking, there's a lot of ways to kind of insert yourself, for lack of a better term, into mm -hmm. the community. Um, but I would, I would kind of suggest everybody do a little sampling, you know, answer a few questions, try to write a blog post. Um, maybe if you're a coder, maybe uh, look at a project and then if you see something that you think could be different or better, you know, uh, fork the repo and 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 do a correction and a and a push request or if more importantly and this is something that you can never have enough of and that is just reviewing the the documentation whether it be cap has its own documentation site and its own way of submitting uh issues that you might find um or the documentation the main documentation itself mm -hmm. you know um if you think something could be more clear or could be explained better, don't be afraid to use, you know, put a request in or to uh, make a change. And, and you'll find that you, that your, your efforts are, are well appreciated. Um, I think, uh, 
just, uh, you know, get on some of the, I know not everyone's internal, but get, get on some of the community, uh, the, the more open sort of webinars and presentations and be willing to like get off mute and like ask a question. Yeah. You know, that'll kind of, uh, you know, give you some confidence that a, you've been listening and absorbing the material and that you've got something to contribute. So I think all those, those sorts of things as well can like lead to more comfortable, uh, you know, being more comfortable in a speaking sorts of situations. Yeah. Uh, I know. And when I first started, I, I wasn't all that great about getting in front of people. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you just, I just had to force myself to do it. I mean, well, back when I was working for myself, it's like, well, I'm going to starve if I don't get in front of people. And uh, <laughs> so you end up like going to a lot of community meetings, a lot of, you know, meetups and, and code uh, coding group things and go and be be willing to go put yourself into opportunities and and groups and setups that that aren't in your main line you know if it's something that's like peripherally interesting mm-hmm. um just go because you never know who you're going to meet and um you know if it's like you know say i'm just going to make up an example so say your main employers uh you know you know, wood processing industry or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. well, go to a wood carving, you know, artist meetup or something like that. Right. You know, something that's tangent, you know, that's related, but not like the same exact group of people you're going to run into that every over and over again. And you'll find it's refreshing how much cross pollination that you can kind of get into and, and facilitate. I think that, yeah, I, I, I really like that advice. I like the advice of the sampling too, because it's a way of, you, you might not know where your, your talents lie, but if you try a blog post, you try answering questions, you try getting involved in events, eventually you're going to find your, your niche, so to speak. Right. And uh, yeah, sure. also that, that it can be so intimidating that first time coming off of mute, <laughs> Especially <laughs> yeah, if, you're, right. if you're an introvert, but you know what? I don't think, anyone has ever really had that bad of an experience and that actually can lead to bigger and better things uh, as I, I'm sure you can attest. Right. And I, I do find that little raise your hand thing actually does work. I was on a, a pretty broad <laughs> meeting the other day and I like bumped it. Well, I was, I was kind of formulating a question in my mind, but I kind of bumped it. And uh, immediately the, the speaker said, Oh, I see Andrew's got a question. <laughs> it's like, oh, I guess I'm on now. Off mute. Here we go. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, so uh, nothing like uh, getting called on it. But then other times you know, it's, you know, you, you don't have to inject yourself into every discussion. Um, no, but no, not it's, at all. it's important to kind of, you know, to kind of, you know, if you've got something that's relevant, you know, be willing to say it. And the more you do it, the more it becomes becomes kind of second nature um so yeah it's uh i mean what there's a couple other things i was gonna get to oh you know if you don't feel comfortable doing something like maybe let's just as an example say oh I, i'm gonna go answer a question so you answer a question and then immediately you get some response that says you know that's not the way to do it or did you think of this or whatever don't don't be feeling like you know somebody's like crushing your ego it's like everybody got got an opinion everybody's coming from a different perspective and you know they have have a context that's not your context doesn't make you wrong necessarily Mm -hmm. and if you are wrong you just have to chalk it up say i'm learning something it's like i 
I can't know everything. You got to pick and choose what you're going to focus on. And you have to be okay with not knowing a lot of the rest of it. Now, you can still be vaguely aware of it so that you can kind of navigate, but you don't have to know the details of everything. And yeah. there's so much to know these days, right? Yeah. And I, I would hope, um, and, and, you know, talking to people who've kind of, and I think a lot of people who start out the first time they answer a question or the first time they do, they, they write up a blog post, they'll get some comments and they'll get some feedback. And um, we do have rules of engagement within the community. <laughs> we try to make sure everybody's polite and kind to one another. So if you do get that type of feedback, it, 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 sh- it should be professional, of course. Um, ultimately, you may actually learn something from it as well. So even if someone sure. says, well, no, that's not really the right answer, you might end up learning something. And the next time you answer a question, you'll be all the wiser for it. I think the same thing with doing a blog post. If you're right about something and somebody also happens to be knowledgeable in that subject and supplies a comment, you might find that the very act of you writing and sharing your knowledge has expanded your own knowledge by drawing people to you who are willing to share the information. I would never... I would, I guess what I'm saying in a, in a long-winded way is don't ever feel, we've all been there. Don't feel intimidated mm. and just take that one step and maybe it doesn't, maybe you don't knock it out of the park the first time, but I think you'll learn something from it regardless. Right. And and just to kind of tag onto that, I mean, there's nothing like trying to teach somebody else something that really helps to solidify your own understanding or or even just illuminate a, a, maybe some aspect of it that you just admit now with that new realization is I didn't know that much about that part of it. So let me go, that kind of can drive some initiative to go flesh out your own understanding of, you know, a topic that you thought you had pretty well covered. Right. So yeah. you're always and, learning. And and the end result then is you might actually make a friend within the community. You know, someone who gives you that kind of advice may become a, somebody you connect with and talk to. And through the years, I've seen it happen all the time in the community. Someone who can become someone who teaches you something. If it's just someone, when these events start happening again, you'll seek that person out. If you both end up at the same event, maybe sit down and have a chat in person. That's always fun to do. So uh, we've talked about your career. We've talked about your path as an SAP champion, some of the great work you're doing as a champion, uh, lots of good advice for members. Is there anything else that you would like to cover before I, before I let you go? Just one, one last thing. And sure. I kind of had to learn this on my own uh, when I went on on my own uh, kind of swing, sing, sink or swim sort of mode. Sure. And that is, um, remember that you're your own best advocate. And, you know, we live in a big company, or SAP is a big company, but in a big ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, your employer's not always going to be looking out for you in your own career path. Uh, that's really on you to kind of keep in, in the sights and your planning. And the thing you really can benefit from by being a champion is really using it as leverage to extend your network. What you're looking for is opportunities for people to get to know you and how you are, how you work, because then when the need comes to do something, they'll know to go to you. And then that same opportunity you're getting to know and be genuinely interested in what these other people are doing. You might find that, hey, there's a new direction here that I'd like to go focus on more. I just, without talking with this person or going to this engagement or speaking in this way, I would have never run into that opportunity. So um, use it as a, a, a mechanism to kind of tend your own network, whether it be internal or external or 
professional or personal. It's really boils down to so much to relationships you have with other people. That's about it. Great advice. And on that note, I'd really like to thank my guest today, Andrew Lundy. And I'd like to thank you all for listening. We'll be back soon with another edition of the Spotlight interview. Thanks again, Jerry, for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. Talk to you soon. All right. Take care.